Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens Brown paper packages tied up with strings These are a few of my favorite things Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels. Happy Friday, one and all. Welcome to another episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. I'm your host from the coast, your sage from the stage, the WTP. That's William Thomas Powell coming at you on a cold December night. Welcome to the show. Let me remind you that Inside Acting is brought to you by DC Actors Examiner, a fantastic column you can find by Googling DC Actors Examiner. You can advertise on Inside Acting. Yes, you can. Contact me at william400 at yahoo.com. And if you like what you hear, you can also contribute a few dollars to the show at william.4007 at hotmail.com through PayPal. Now, I've got an exciting January coming up. On January 2nd, I've got my main man with the master plan, Vincent Fiore from the Wise Guy Kitchen show, coming on the show. Uh, The Wise Guy Kitchen, if you haven't seen it, it's sort of like a cross between a cooking show and a dinner theater. It's very, I've seen it, caught one of his shows, it's very, very funny, very hilarious. January 6th, on a Monday, I've got my pal John Pallotta, an acting coach, who was my inaugural guest on this very show. And uh, that show will be live from one of his classes. Now, tonight, my guest is actress and author Jamie McCall. And according to her website, she's a former United States Naval officer. This bright and -and up-and-comer relocated Herself from the final duty station and home, the beautiful island of Puerto Rico, to Hollywood a few years ago to pursue her career in the entertainment industry full out. Now she's taken charge of her Hollywood career through acting, writing, producing, performing, the powerful spoken word, studying and training martial arts, and as choreographer, a backup dancer to several local artists. As a public relations officer in the Navy, very involved in the media, including speechwriter for top D.C. admirals and editor-in-chief of one of the Navy's nationally distributed magazines, Jamie has always been able to use her on-camera writing, leadership, and public speaking skills. But then she lost it all, and her story is truly one of redemption of the most powerful kind. And it's been written about in her book, Living the High Life 
without drinking the champagne published by Willman Press. It's a story about how to start over and do it even bigger and better the second time around. Yes, indeed. With a fan base of over 30,000 supporters and quickly growing and local celebrity status already established, watch how it all manifests into a public image never before witnessed, a new kind of celebrity. The leader you'll want to follow Leading by setting the example, be your own celebrity. Yes, indeed, I'm a big believer in that. So let me go ahead and bring her on in. Uh, Cece's joined us. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Hey, William. It's great to be here. Good evening. Good evening. Glad you uh, joined the show. Now, where are you now? I am in Portland, Oregon. It's Nirvana here in Portlandia. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I haven't really been keeping up with the trailblazers. How the uh, how's the trailblazers been oh, going are you this year? Me? They they they've been kicking butt. They were number one until uh, just the last game. Yeah, okay, they're winning everything. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you better recognize. <laughs> All right, <laughs> give a shout out to uh, Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> there you go. No, saw, that's right. That's what's up. So now I saw a video of yours. You have some tips on how actors can get started in the acting business that I thought was just fantastic. So go ahead and share with my audience some of those tips that you had. Yeah, that's that's funny that you mentioned that. That's just, um, you know, I get approached by people all the time asking, you know, how do I get started? And so I just threw it together a a quick blog when I had a cold, (laughs) and it's been really popular (laughs) Um, they get a lot uh-huh. of great feedback on it. So, yeah, sure. Um, how to Break Into Hollywood, Five Tips for the Inspiring Actor. You can find it on my uh, YouTube channel. But basically, I just went through um, some real basics. And the first one is you don't have to move to Los Angeles. And this is oh, a okay. big misconception. And everybody thinks that, you know, you got to pack up and move to L.A. And, um, and I say nay. <laughs> you don't have to do that. And as a mm-hmm. matter of fact, I recommend against it, especially um, during these times, because Hollywood uh, has been significantly outsourced to mm-hmm. uh, many other states which are giving much better tax incentives than California does. And as you probably know, Los Angeles, uh, next to New York City, is probably one of the most expensive places to live, so the quality of living isn't all that great either. And mm. competition is, is sky high, and as, as well as uh, desperation. So what I recommended in the video is that just get started from wherever you are and be that, you know, community theater, plays, or um, nowadays a lot of people are, are, are doing web series and they're producing their own their own projects and, and posting them online and getting some followers and some, yeah, yeah, and some feedback that way. Um, you know, equipment is not that expensive anymore. You can get some nice digital equipment and just put something together yourself to showcase your skills. And mm-hmm. so that's what I recommend people do. And then there's all kinds of casting sites online that you can sign up for, and they you can register and put your photo up there and everything, and then you can be available uh, nation, nation, nationwide for roles. So if they really want you, they'll bring you where they need you to be. So you don't need to go to Los Angeles. Right. And uh, so that's really important. Um, if you You know, everybody still has that dream that they think it's, so important to go there. If you if it's your heart's desire and you really want to do it, then go for it. But 
I'm just trying to spare people a lot of pain and agony and, and money and just saying, you know, it's probably better to get started from wherever you are. And I kind of likened it to the college degree. You know, I said I got my bachelor's at a, a state university. But if I were to do it again these days, I would take the first, you know, one and 200 level courses at a community college and then upgrade to a university. So it's kind of the right. same kind of concept. Right. Exactly. So then the next tip uh, is also very, very important, and, and that is don't take it personal. There is mm. a lot of rejection in this business. I mean, so much rejection and very little affirmation and very little to build your confidence. But you really got to stay grounded. You got to have a lot of confidence, and you have to really, really want it because it's it's an arduous road. It's it's tenuous. It's um, brutal, and sometimes people are not kind. <laughs> <laughs> so. You really have to separate, um, you know, what I, the way I look at it, and this kind of blends into the, another tip, is you have to look at yourself as an entrepreneur, and you as the actor are a separate, like a corporation. You're a business. And so mm-hmm. when, when your business gets rejected, they're not rejecting you personally as a soul, as a human being. You just weren't right for that particular part. And it's happened to me many times where I go in and I've gotten feedback that I've got, I gave one of the best auditions or one of the best readings in the room and I still didn't get the part for one reason or another. Maybe the chemistry between the other actor wasn't right or my height wasn't right or my age or my hair color or whatever. And there's a lot of things that are out of your control. But, and so all you can do is do the best job that you can, make a good impression, and then hope that they'll pick you up for something else. They'll remember you. What you want to do is have them remember you so that when you do make, you know, when there is a match, they'll, they'll think of you and they'll plug you in at a later date if you don't get that particular, you know, audition. Exactly. So that's the other tip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then what else? I'm trying to remember what I said in the video. Yeah, about, mm-hmm. um, uh, about approaching it as if you were an entrepreneur. Um, because a lot of people still have that mindset where I'm going to go to L.A. and I'm going to be discovered. And I liken that to winning the lottery. That's really not right. how it works. It might, you know, um, the, the overnight success is a 10-year road. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you really have to plan on investing money in your business, which is marketing yourself as the actor and networking and, and expanding. And it's a lot of marketing. And, um, so if you go in with that mindset that it, you're really, you are a small business and you're an entrepreneur, I think you'll be a couple of steps ahead of the game. So those were the main things, and you can go and check out the video for, I think there were a couple more, but those are the, the really important ones that I think really help people to, to go in with the right mindset. Yeah, there's a, there's a uh, phrase out there, not a phrase, but a word uh, that was made up, extrapreneur. Kind of a cross between an actor and an entrepreneur. That's <laughs> good. Right. It kind of gets thrown around, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm a creative entrepreneur because I'm, I'm an actress, but I'm also an author and a speaker. And so anytime you are a performing artist or you put product out there that is of your own creation, you're an entrepreneur. I mean, everybody, you know, if you're an artist, you want to be able to sell your art. I mean, you would do it anyway because you love it, I hope. But... There's still, you know, one of the goals is to be able to make a living off of it. And not everybody can do that. But if it's something that you really, really want, you just got to be tenacious as hell and just stay on it and oh, yeah. mark it and, and believe in yourself, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Okay, so let's move on to, uh, now I know that you were a naval officer. So what lessons, if any, did you take from from being in the Navy into acting? Oh, you know what? So many. People ask me that a lot, too, because they, they think it's kind of a crazy transition to go from a Navy officer to a Hollywood actress. And I explained to them, well, you know, my first duty station was there where you are, William, in Washington, D.C., inside the, <laughs> inside the Beltway. Uh-huh. So, um, and I tell people, it really, there's really not a lot of difference between Washington and Hollywood. It's all politics. It's all playing the game. It's all networking and who you know and who knows you. And yep. um, so I, I really was able to use what I learned and, and, and to my benefit in, uh, in Hollywood. And especially one, one, one thing that the, the military is really good at is teaching the resourcefulness and leadership. And, um, and even the, you know, I was an officer, so I was in leadership ranks, but even the enlisted learned leadership because everybody has somebody underneath them. And so, and then the resourcefulness, you know, learning how to figure it out when you're in a sticky situation. Figure it out, you know, make it happen. It's about survival. So if you mm-hmm. take those survival techniques and those instincts into Los Angeles, it's really, been, I, I found it proven to be very, very helpful. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you wrote a book called Living the High Life uh, Without Champagne, what feedback have you gotten back from it? I've gotten so much great feedback. I mean, it's really literally from readers all over the world, from France and Scotland and England and Australia and all over the United States. I mean, it's not a bestseller by far yet. <laughs> I'm working on it. But, um, you know, I told myself when I wrote it and when I put it out there that if I could help just one person, it would be worth it. And... I tell you, every time I get feedback or get another five-star review, I really take it to heart, and I'm really honored because I really put it all out there, my whole heart and soul and all the the guts and glory and all the, the shame and disgust and and uh, mistakes and failures. It's all out there. And But my my hope was to prevent people from having to hit such a rock bottom and having to start over like I did from having to mm-hmm. go through so much pain and losing everything before they, they reset their sails and, and steer their path in a different direction. Because I saw the signs coming, and I just, you know, I was in denial, and, and I was being stubborn and, and, um, and just thought I could push through. But I just mm-hmm. want to tell people, if you, if you really, if you feel like you're off, off course, you know, ask for help. Reset the sails. There's, it's never too late to start over. I don't care what age you are. I don't care where you are in life. I mean, there's so many opportunities these days that um, it's just, just, just to start over and go in a direction that really makes your heart sing. And if you need help, ask for help. Don't block the blessings. That's one thing I always thought that, you know, uh, I was on this mindset that to ask for help meant that you were weak. And I was always a strong, independent, ambitious woman, you know. Right, And now I right. look back and I realize that it's actually quite the opposite. To ask for help takes a lot of courage. And um, I always, I just always honor and respect people when they reach out to me asking for help. And I just think, you know, God bless you. I mean, I wish I had done that. But uh, it's all lesson learned and I, I'm just, I'm, I'm really honored and, and I'm, I'm so glad it's out there helping people. 
That's great. That's really good. Now you must have some funny stories from the set. You got you got to tell me some of your your funny stories. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, where do I start with that? Well, you know, um, going back to the video I made about um, getting started, when I first, I actually did my first professional acting gig down in Puerto Rico. And um, uh, and then when I moved from Puerto Rico to Los Angeles, and I'd only been on the uh, professional acting set. I, I mean, I'm not talking about stage production. I'm talking about, you know, film and TV. I'd only been on the uh, film set once. So when I moved to L.A., what I did was I got involved in, uh, I became a full-time extra. And I'm sure your audience knows what that is, your background actors. You're basically like a human prop. And I did that full-time when I first moved to L.A. for about nine months. And I really learned a lot. Um, I learned about how everything works on the set. I watched everybody. I watched the crew. I watched, I watched the grips. I watched the lighting. I watched the camera, the DP. And, and I watched how everybody operated. And I watched them and I learned. And I also watched all the other people around me, all the extras and the actors and how they behaved and how they comported themselves. And I really learned um, what's expected of you as far as professionalism on a set. And I also learned that you can get complacent and get stuck in certain zones. You know, some people get stuck being an extra and think that they just, if they just keep going on sets as an extra forever that they'll that they'll eventually get discovered or get bumped up. You know, everybody wants that bump up. <laughs> to a, yeah, it to rarely a, happens. It rare, it never happened to me, and I did it for nine months. Yeah, uh, right. But I saw some, you know, they don't have to, <laughs> they don't have to do like a background check for a regular job when you do extra work. You just show up and you present your your license and your identification and, and you go. So there's a lot of very interesting people that show up as extras in Los Angeles. And I know <laughs> one guy in particular. Oh, man, there's so many crazies. I, I swear. You know, I write about in my book how I spent a, a month in a psych ward at Walter Reed Army Hospital there in D.C. when I was going oh, wow. through my hard times. and Yeah, and when I was suicidal, and it was at the height of my sickness. And I'm not kidding you. I, I ran into more crazies and more unstable people in Los Angeles than I did spending, living a month on a psych ward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not people even Spider-Man costumes there are some, and there are some yeah. unstable people. But anyway, there was this one guy that stands out in particular. He had been doing extra work. I'm not kidding you for 25 years, hoping to get together. <laughs> I mean, talk about being stuck. And this dude, you know, he had a family. He had That's kids, funny. Mm. And he would literally fight to try to get camera time. So what? What he would do is. He would try to stand, you know, like told, um, for example, we were doing a music video, and the principals, right. of course, were in the center, and we were all around the principals, just as a crowd. Well, he kept trying to get closer and closer to the principal female actor, <laughs> and he was getting so obnoxious about it that he knocked her over on her butt. Not good. He literally, he knocked her over, trying to just trying to get his face into the camera, and I was like, man, you know. You need a reality check. <laughs> really, you really need to calm down. Of course, he got he he got kicked off. He got kicked off the set. Right. But it's like you know, people just get so desperate, and they think that if they get their face on the camera, that that's what'll do it. It's like that's not what it's about. I mean, you know, you don't want to be obnoxious and desperate. That's that's the quickest way to not get hired. You know what I mean? 
Right. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, there's wow. there some crazy stuff. <laughs> mm. What role have you yeah. gotten the most feedback on? Oh, the most feedback. Yeah. Uh, probably a little indie horror movie I did called Poe, based off the nephew of Edgar Allan Poe. Uh-huh. And, um, well, it's been out for a couple of years now, so I guess it's not really a spoiler, but I, I basically, I died pretty well in that one. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom won't even watch it. <laughs> She's like, Who'd you play it. in that? I played, uh, uh, well, the name is Avril Avino, and I'm basically a victim of this serial killer that has all of these people in the, in his basement, and he's a, he's, He's basically a cannibal, and he's a doctor mm. at the same time. So, yeah, I'm on this gurney, and it gets pretty gruesome. But the movie that impacted me the most personally was this movie called Ascension Day, which was about the Nat, Nat Turner um, Civil War slave uprisings in the mm-hmm. Civil War South. I'm, sh- I'm sure you've heard of that, uh, those stories. But um, right. sorry, Dean Rains. Uh, and being uh, with my mentor at the time, and then Tiny Lister was in it. Anthony Mackie was in it. That was before he got big. He's, uh-huh. all, he's all big big and A-lister now, but he was in it in my scene with me. And um, it was a period piece, so that, that was really like, you know, I felt like I was just breathing all the right air that day, you know what I mean? But unfortunately, I never got any feedback on it but from Bing and from the directors and producers because nobody saw it because it got caught up in litigation and never came out. So you'll see mm. it on my IMDb, and it's sitting there, but it never got released because it got caught up in all kinds of litigation. So there's a lot of heartbreak mm. in this business. You know, you work really hard, and you think you've got your breakout role, and then something happens, and some asshole screws it up for everybody else, and it, it doesn't even get released, you know? That's happened right. quite a few times, yeah. but you just never know what's going to take and what's going to fall apart, so you just got to keep at it. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about marketing. Now, you have over 30,000 supporters. How did you manage that? You know what, William, just sharing my journey. I mean, you remember MySpace, right, when I... I started Yeah, I noticed that. You yeah. still have a MySpace page. I'm like, wow, I didn't see the MySpace icon in years <laughs> on the web page. Yeah. I just never bothered I just never bothered deleting it. But what happened was I just started blogging and sharing my journey and I became one of the top bloggers on MySpace and then of course I transferred over to Facebook and then I built my own website and Twitter and and uh, all those others. And just basically through sharing my journey and being really honest with people and and, you know, the successes and the failures along the way, I've just, I've just built this following of people that really want to see me succeed. And it's just, it's been really great. It's, it's been great. I mean, I've always been a good writer, though, so I think that helps. You know, I'm pretty good at expressing myself in blogging right. and things like that. But I also do, like, my YouTube channel. I do a lot of blogs with video blogs and that kind of thing. And I'm just very candid and frank, and I, I, I share my journey. I share everything that happens. The fun times, the exciting times, the weird times, and people love that. You know, people love that the insider stuff. I mean, I know that every time they make a movie about the behind the scenes of Hollywood, like um, what was that movie, Swingers? Oh my God, mm-hmm. I love those movies because I just die laughing because it's just all the inside jokes. You know? Right. 
So now talk a little bit about the, the film and TV market in the Northwest. Is it booming? Yeah, you know what? It, it really is. Um, you know, I was born here, so it's basically I was coming back home and I left L.A. last year, and I was just going to make take a, a, a temporary reprieve and regroup and go back after a few months. And now I'm just like, I just love it here. And I've actually gotten more auditions in the last year I've been here than, than the last three in L.A. And mm. that's no joke. And that's, that's why I was telling people, you know, unless you're an A-lister working with the, directly with the studios, there's really, not, there's really not a lot of work to be divided in Los Angeles. There's plenty of work elsewhere. And, yeah, we've got a couple of network shows here. You know, we had Leverage that was filming here. Um, it's over now, but we've got Grimm, NBC's Grimm, which is doing really well. It's in its third season. That film's here. Okay. A lot of independent films. I just worked on uh, Reese Witherspoon has a new film called Wild, based on the book by Cheryl Stryad. Um, uh, and uh, the book was uh, Oprah Winfrey's book club, and Oprah did an, in- uh, an interview with its with its author Cheryl Stryad. Well, now they're they're doing a movie on it, and the author is one of the executive producers. They were filming that here. So I got to work on that next to Reese Witherspoon, and uh, and they're filming. You know, they're filming more and more movies here. They also do a lot of industrial and a lot of commercials here. There's a lot of advertising agencies here, so there's a lot of work in Seattle too. Seattle's got a good market, so yeah, mm. the Pac Northwest is popping. <laughs> yeah, how how far away is uh, Seattle? Uh, Seattle's about two two and a half hours. Oh, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Driving, yeah, driving distance, yeah. Okay, Jamie, we're coming up on about three minutes left, so I just want you to really push your your projects, your hot projects you got coming out. Uh, anything coming out in the near future? Anything that's hot right now? And then uh, talk a little bit about how fans can follow you and uh, buy your book. Yeah, well, the the book "Living the High Life Without Drinking the Champagne" it's on Amazon. You can get it uh, ebook, Kindle, Nook iTunes, or you can get it in paperback, and jamiemccall.com, um, just to you know, follow everything that's going on. I'm really excited for 2014 because uh, I've already got my plane ticket. My producers are flying me to Berlin early February to uh, rep a couple of projects that are set in Germany that I'm set to star in. Um, one is a series that's in development called uh, Detective Samantha Sturgis, and another one is called Borders. So I will be at the Berlin International Film Festival early February 2014. Wow. I'm super, yeah, I'm super stoked about that. i got, I got to get my red carpet dress together. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, so I'll be over there repping those projects that are, um, that are in development. So, so look for those towards, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll actually start filming those next year um, and then look for them towards the end of, of 2014. But, uh, yeah, I'm on... I'm, I'm everywhere. Just Google me. Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, Jamie McCall. And um, I'd love to have you on board. And uh, anybody has any questions or needs any advice, I'm always open. And um, you can always follow along and enjoy the ride. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, Jamie, I, I really thank you for coming on the show. You've been a, uh, a fantastic guest. Uh, I really like your approach, this whole business about be your own celebrity. I'm, I'm really digging that. I think that's that's really the way to go in the business now, and uh, I really think you have um, you did a good job, uh, especially on your website, really putting out there just 
you know, for young actors how to really get started. Well, thank you. Yeah, I just, you know, if I could save anybody any pain and agony, <laughs> that's what I'm here for because, you know, I had to start from scratch. And when I moved to L.A., I, I had no family or friends or anybody in L.A., and it was really hard. So I just want to, you know, I just want to save people some, some steps, some unnecessary steps and make it a little bit more efficient of a process for them. But you've got to really, really want it. I mean, because it's, like I said, it's grueling and it's not easy. So if you don't really, really want it, I can tell you right now, it's not going to be worth it to you. So all the best to everybody. Break a leg and uh, come and connect with me online, Jamie McCall. Okay, Jamie, well, you have a not only a good night, but also a fantastic holiday. Thank you. You too. Merry Christmas, William, and Happy New Year. Yes, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you. All right, honey. Take care. All right. Good night. And, my dear listeners, let me leave you with this quote from Don Corleone from The Godfather. A man who doesn't spend time with his family is not a real man. Merry Christmas and have a happy new year. I'll talk to you next year. Good night. Phrases and clauses. Conjunction, junction, how's that function? I got three favorite cards that get most of my job done. Conjunction, junction, what's their function? I got and, button, or, they'll get you pretty far. And, that's an additive, like this and that. But, that's sort of the opposite, not this, but that. And then there's or, O R. When you have a choice like this or that, and but no, I'll get you pretty far. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hooking up two boxcars and making them run right. Milk and honey, bread and butter, peas and rice. Hey, that's right. Dirty but happy. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.